Hello and welcome to Box Cutters episode 206. Ah, too close, too loud. My name is Josh Canal. To my left, John Richards. Hello, listener. And to my right, Brett Cropley. Good evening, viewers. Is that what I say? God, I feel so (laughs) weird and different today. That would be the dress you're wearing. I wasn't sure halfway through saying it, and I thought, I've committed now, I'm going to go with it. Because when you do that white supremacist podcast, you always say that other thing. Yeah, I do. Don't say that on on this one. No, 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 of course not. That'd be wrong. It's a time and a place. I've not heard that podcast. Is Uh, he moonlighting? It's not for you. I didn't know he was moonlighting. Not for your type. Clearly. (laughs) Nor yours. I'm I'm the alternative voice on the white supremacist podcast. I'm the I'm the one that says, No, you guys you're not you're not all that. He's he's the well reasoned one. You're the white supremacist liberal. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was wondering about why you dyed your hair blonde. You know Brett? at one point at one point in reality it was it was put to me that maybe I'd like to be on a Mac podcast to do just that role. The white supremacist role? No, the, the voice of reason. Right. The voice of the non fanboy of hang the on, whites. Hang on, hang on, hang on. <laughs> Are you starting the whole Mac PC thing again? No, 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 not at all. Because I'm, you, I'm know, just, you know how the listeners feel about was. that. <laughs> I think maybe we got rid of all those listeners. Yeah, I didn't want to. <laughs> but you just kept doing it. Sorry, it was only really one listener. Very select listener. Uh, uh, hey. Yeah? We got a show on. Okay, what's on that then? Well, we're going to talk about a new show from the UK called Misfits. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, you know, you'll hear more about later. I was going to do a little pricey, but... That's what the show is for. Yeah, really. Yeah. Sounds like a zany comedy. Skins meets heroes. Hey, John, remember when we that went... That segment's over now, isn't it? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so, go on. No, I've just got to cross that out of the uh, running order now. That's it, done. Uh, remember when uh, we went to Channel 7, they took us out for lunch and spent uh, lots of money on us, and uh, and we did something in exchange for that? We did, although I forget the thing we did in exchange. I just remember really enjoying the lunch. Yeah, and if Channel 7 wants to take me out to lunch more often, I'm, I'm up for it. I'm bang on. Well, I think I say this in the thing, but really, start writing your emails now. We have uh, Corin and Toby from Beauty and the Geek, which isn't even a show anymore. It's finished. So they're not even spooking anything. So, so what are they spooking? Well, they're going to do a review of the new version of The Prisoner. So basically, this is a TV podcast where we get other TV people to review other TV. Yeah, I thought we could make it a thing. Okay. So, so if you like it, if you don't like it, quite frankly, we don't care. We're going to try to make it a thing from now on. Uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about, hey, watch out. I'm going to talk about a channel that's on Foxtel. <gasps> uh-uh. I know. You're such an apologist. Will, will, will you talk about the content or will you just whinge about not knowing what time it's on? <laughs> oh, I don't know what time this show's on. Oh, I know they've got Green Guide here, but no, it's not the same. I'm still going to do it in that voice, <laughs> but I will talk about, you know, kind of talk about the content right, in, okay. in, a, in a roundabout way. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else have we got? We've got uh, letters, which I wish I had printed out. We've got uh, one thing, which I wish I had looked up. We've got some pork. We're going to kick things <laughs> off, though, with the Box Cutters News. In in last week's box cutters, we got an email from someone who said, "Have you looked at this?" And the answer was, "No, we hadn't." No, we hadn't. Which was a shame because it was quite interesting. Yes. So we thought we'd cover it on this week's box cutters. So what was it that we didn't? Look and at? that is. The, oh, sorry. <laughs> 
so uh, it, it was it was an article about uh, Fetch TV, a Malaysian billionaire investor, and Telstra's T Box, and Internet Protocol Television IPTV. And murder <laughs> and murder. <laughs> it turns out it was former Telstra CEO. Uh, what's his Sultra name? Here. The, yeah, Sultra here. He did it. Our amigo. With a spanner. He, yeah. He did it. The, the made, made murder. Up a, <laughs> oh, I, oh, sorry, I, I thought we were talking about no, 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 the no. T-Bucks. I, I just thought it sounded a bit yeah, murder. Murder. Yes, that makes yes, sense. Yes, yeah. yes. So the T-Bucks didn't make sense to Sol Trujillo doing that. <laughs> murder? Completely understandable. Why, so, so, Brett, tell us, why does the uh, T-Bucks not make sense with Sol Trujillo doing it? Do you think it's it's forward thinking? Because this is, this, this is what happened. I think you need to go one step back to explain what the T-Box is. That's Sol Trujillo gonna... doesn't work for Telstra anymore. I think that's this why. Is, oh. this, this is what happened. Okay, so, so uh, Telstra have released a, uh, an IPTV, and if you don't know what that is, look it up in acronym search. No, no, no. Go on. Do it properly. It's Internet Protocol Television, which is uh, in, the, in the same way that television is beamed to your house via digital waves. Ones and zeros. It can also be shoved through uh, telephony lines. So for for me at home, for me the average housewife, I'm basically just getting a, a it's a box, yeah, that I'm plugging into my into my phone or my Wi-Fi or whatever, and I'm plugging that into my telly, and it's just like magic. It's yeah, like, yeah, but it's just like having a set top box only rather than the air. Yeah. Was, well, actually, actually, for, for is that, you, is that right? I just want to check. What it yeah, is. for for is you, that, regular regular John housewife. Yeah. yeah. You in particular, with your house that does not I am have genuinely an excited aerial, about this. Right? <laughs> but does have copper wire pairs. I'm guessing you, mm-hmm. you have ADSL in your house, I don't do. you? Yes. So you would be able to get this service where uh, where uh, television is pumped to your house. Now Telstra's got one called T Box. Fetch is another one that apparently Ironet and a bunch of people are going to be involved with. I think there's a third one as well. They're all. What I got confused because I was reading these articles, and what I got confused is that it was a little bit vague what you actually get being pumped into your box. And one of the, I was actually uncertain whether, because everyone was saying it's a bit of a, a, a competitor for TiVo, it wasn't actually making it clear whether or not they're putting free-to-air channels through it. They are putting free-to-air channels through it, but I, I think the, the model for any of these IPTV boxes is that there will be a subscription. Uh, to basically to to cover the bandwidth because you can imagine it's a lot of bandwidth to get high definition uh, television signals going straight to your house constantly twenty four hours a day with all of those channels as well and I don't really know how it works I like to think of it as the magic of the internet and this yeah. is internet and not web different things are they really are yeah they really are. Oh, that's creepy. The internet is, is the network No, no, don't stop. I don't and, want to know. Anyway. I don't care. No, I'd, I'd fully... I'd, up until this moment, I, I was under the impression that all IPTV stuff was on demand. Well, that, it is a bit confusing on this. I can't work because out whether... Because it definitely they... is through the trialling that TPG have been doing. It's not all on demand. There will be... Uh, streams that... There, there will be streams of free-to-air television. Uh, and uh, so, so you'll get all the channels that you need, but you'll also be able to get on-demand uh, downloaded movies and, and sports uh, on-demand shows. And, uh, yeah, that would probably more be a pay-per-view. Telstra seems to be pushing that. So the movies then when would not be on top of the subscription. They're going to be part of the, the $25 a month, whatever they're currently saying. Would the, be. Whatever, whatever pricing model they, they mm-hmm. use. So 
So if they wanted competitive advantage, they they might say, well, our movies, you, you get four movies a month for your included $25 a month. And someone else might go, well, we're only charging you $10 a month, but the movies will be $6 mm-hmm. each. So, uh, you know, hopefully that's the way this thing will work. And hopefully, finally, we will have some kind of uh, of, of uh, competitive... Well, the uh, Telstra one is apparently out of trial. And who is trialling it? Have we heard of anyone who has a, a tea box in their home? No. Frightening the children. No. I'm also wondering how they got away with the, uh, with, with the name Tea Box because there is a company that makes T-shirts called Tea Box and no doubt they would have that trademarked, I would think. Is that not how it works in this country? Brett, you're the guy who makes stuff up about legal things. <laughs> uh, as far as company names, I'm, I'm not sure about products. Just because a company has a company name doesn't mean that they've trademarked that. And uh, because they are actually different products in, different, in, a, in a completely different kind of realm. So one is making... T-shirts, uh, one's yeah, clothing, color. and one is one is a technology. You thing. can't confuse them. Um, uh, you know, as far as business name registration goes, you can't be. Cl- it's it's more sensitive if it's in a similar industry, right? Because because I would hate to spend all of this money and then just end up with a very small T-shirt in a box on top of my television. It depends on what the T-shirt is. You may get one. Well, you don't know because it's in a box. Oh, yeah, true. Right. uh, uh, (laughs) One of these experts, though, is saying that this will make absolutely no effect, no change to, um, you know, uh, we've we've got various articles here. Some saying that that it's going to change everything. And other people saying that it will make no difference whatsoever, having your TV being shoved into your box. Yes. The the idea is, uh, it it is more of we're going to be able to get television the way that we choose to get it so some people will still have it via the the free-to-air the problem is going to be in uh in building the content and getting uh uh, getting rebroadcasting rights from the networks and any new player is going to sorry player is going to need to uh to to uh, basically go through that whole thing that foxtel and optus did all, all that, and, and that just muddies the waters uh, somewhat. If anybody who wanted to be a, a player in this field uh, could just uh, go in and, and as per the free TV laws, just be allowed to rebroadcast. Uh, I mean, they're rebroadcasting in full, so uh, the the networks are still getting all of their advertising dollars for it, and I, I don't see why there should be any... Uh, any difference there? Although Foxtel somehow managed to get networks to actually pay them to rebroadcast them, I've never understood how that worked. Somebody, somebody got a promotion at Foxtel that day. I'm telling you that now. But it was saying maybe twenty five dollars a month was a potential, you know, uh, cost. And I was thinking, yeah, I'd do that. I can get free to air television. And I thought, hang on, I'm paying money now to pick up free to air television. What a strange world we live in. Well, but you you can't pick up free-to-air television no, in your house. No. So would you pay $25 well, a month I, I, to... Yeah, I'm, I'm really tempted. And that's why I'm, I'm curious to know more about this. And everyone's being very, very vague. Everything about this seems to be incredibly vague at the moment. That's what because they don't... And what that, that's because they have technology but no business model mm-hmm. at the moment. You should, tr- you should try to sign up for a trial. See who's, uh, see well, who's doing it. Well, going to be using the Fetch one, apparently. Or at least that seems to be the... Yep. The, the, the and, word and on so the street. And the so the idea, kids. the idea from IINet's point of view, is that they'll be able to bundle 
uh, fetch TV in with their internet, uh, with with their uh, what, what are they called? Oh, I was going to say bundles again, but yeah, with with their internet service pr- provision, yeah, uh, and and those contracts, so you can get. Uh, you know, naked DSL, which means you don't have a telephone in your house. You, you're using VoIP, but, then but you can use VoIP. Yeah, but then you uh, you, you can also use their IPTV network. And, you know, hundred bucks a month. And so when it's when it's built into something that you're already paying for, so you're already paying for uh, getting internet to your house, and then it's just a small extra cost on top of that. I think people are more likely to to do that and then get that extra functionality. And then we will see the networks at their knees. I th- there's been in this field there has been so much vaporware, um, and and uh, talking about uh, the the Malaysian uh, billionaire billionaire T Ananda Krishna um, uh, talking about investors getting involved in it just really reminds me of. I'm not sure if you guys were aware of it, but Adam's platform, which was the magical oh, broadcast quality platform. video that could come through a 14.4 modem that they demoed in a closed room, would not run the demo outside of the room, but did that for all the media organs. Uh, God, 10 years, 12 years ago now, um, actually ran an, an initial public offering, so listed, um, made some number of millions of dollars of that. It turned out eventually. Was it a lie? And like, it, like it, it, it's. I was skeptical about mm-hmm. the possibility of it, and it turned out that they had never run a true demo so of it. It was a they lie. Didn't, they didn't have the technology. It was actually people inside a box just acting out like friends. Um, it, it, Look at us, we're it, live television. It, it may have just been a video recorder in one room yep. and hitting the go button and uh, the wire going into the TV. So, are you placing a question mark over the Malaysian billionaire well, Tiananda Krishna? There, are, there are so many uh, different new technologies that it, it's hard to see why it looks too risky as an investor to actually pick one and and potentially. Do all of that money, except that he's got it working already in Malaysia. So, so it's it's working, and then he sees a market that is a similar size with a similar amount of competition, and thinks, right, well, that's my next target. Uh, and if he can, if he uses can, a know, fickle though, it's in Australia uses a fickle. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know what the Malaysian market's like, but you well, know, I'm, Mal- I'm, Mal- Malaysia is uh, the the centre of the. Uh, what, what do they call it? They've got mega bandwidth over there. Um, and, and this has actually been a government initiative over the last 10 years of getting, of getting the region super wired up and having everybody online and, and having super broadband um, from before we had even anything beyond a, uh, ISDN. Well, Telstra does say it's, it's the change. They've just put the copper wiring or magic pixies or, or licorice, whatever they've done. They've, they've done something this week, which apparently is meant to make them now possible to... To send the hand puppets down the lines, but it is it is going to be a, a lot a lot better when we do have the uh, fiber to the node that will never come about. Well, maybe maybe Telstra have had their little underpants gnomes going through the pipes, taking the fiber to the curb, which is in fact a much better deal than fiber to the node. Kick the fiber to the curb. Is that what we're learning from this? <laughs> no, so it's taking it to your front door so that uh, you don't have uh, any issues about how far away from the exchange you are. That, that would be fantastic. But then yeah. uh, I would need to go with T-Box in order to get that, uh, which means I would probably need to be with Big Pond, 
they would. They, but wasn't it? Isn't NBN talking about fibre to the curb? I don't know what they're talking about now. I don't, I don't know what you guys are talking about. The national broadcast broadband network, which the government uh, announced, and Telstra chose not to put in a serious uh, uh, tender for. So, so at the moment, you've got copper wires going all through Australia, mm-hmm. and you can get ADSL uh, some places slower than others. The idea for this uh, this uh, national broadband network would be optic fibre going throughout Australia. Like those 70s lamps that my nan had. Exactly like those 70s okay. lamps. Except running uh, bits and bytes not, at the speed of light. Not just colour in a wheel. Not just yeah. colour in a wheel. Although that's, that's, you know, that's, that's still nice. So I, I, I think the, uh, uh, one of the articles I have here, uh, which is uh, from, I think, a Malaysian newspaper, The Star Online, uh, he says that uh, Fetch TV's digital TV set-top box will receive digital free-to-air channels, include access to more than a dozen pay TV channels, act as a personal video recorder, offer photo storage and other media centre services, include pay-per-view movie and TV show download service. So it's, it's going to be all things to all people. Uh, and it's just a matter of who's going to get to market first and who's going to get to market first with the right price point. I think finally there is something I can be excited about they with will, television. will bring world peace. Yes. Uh, in a, another piece of, uh, of box cutters news, oh, this is sad. Yeah, this is really sad. It is. It is really sad. This uh, is a horrifically sad story. Do you, Do you not want to do it? I, I'm I'm just I'm just warning the listener because this really was. Yeah, kind of. The more I read this, was going. Oh, this is awful. This is, yeah. And and this was only reported in the Australian. I saw it, really? it not reported anywhere else, which makes it even sadder. Mm. Uh, Pia Ackerman r- reports in the Australian that well, Piers uh, Ackerman. No. There's no Piers? What did I say? You said Pia. Right. Piers. So there is Piers. Piers Ackerman's the English guy, isn't he? So what did I mean? Oh, is that something different? If I said Pia Ackerman, what do you oh, think Pia. I meant? Yes, Pia. Sorry. Pia Ackerman. It's, it's like the mirror as image P-I-A, universe. not P-I-E-R. Alternative yes. universe Piers Ackerman. It's a woman. With a beard. That wasn't the sad bit. Lady Piers, Pia. <laughs> uh, Edwin Duria, who uh, was an actor from Adelaide... Uh, for uh, about two decades, from the 60s and 70s. Oh, that is sad. Sorry. Was the man inside the Humphrey Bear suit. And uh, everyone said that he was pretty much Humphrey Bear. He died last week, uh, aged 79. With no known family, he is going to have a pauper's funeral in the next week or two. But there's more. He was apparently angry for most of his life about the fact that he didn't get any, any recognition, that he would go inside this bear. He was a dancer as well, and, and I've... And, and a stage actor. I've just said, and a playwright, apparently, but I must admit, it's an actor, dancer with no family. I'm thinking, oh, he's, he's one of the Joy family. Yeah. And, um, and to be left with, with apparently not even the friends to, to be able to put together for the funeral was just... It's a really awful story. A pauper's funeral for this man who apparently was, was a, you know... Acclaimed by various people. A joy to many children. And, you know, um, possi- possibly in real life he was so bitter that he just drove everybody that, away. That, there was a bit of a subtext of that in the article. I thought there, there may have been a, yeah, that he was so bitter and angry about this that he had driven people away. I, I wasn't sure. I went looking to try and find any other credits. He was an episode of Matlock Police in like 1972 or something. That's about all I can find for him, mm-hmm. not in a bear suit. But it was just... Such a terrible, terrible showbiz story to get to the end of this year. He, he delighted children for decades. A pauper's funeral will be held next week. And, he, and, uh, and, and Anne North, who uh, worked with him 
as as Humphrey. She was the uh, the non Humphrey grown up right. on the show uh, f- for for many years. All all that they have her saying is he was the star that no one knew. He led a very lonely life. It just it it, <laughs> it chokes me up a little bit. It's actually a re- and, and it's, I, I should mention the other story we were told recently. I won't say who told us just in case, but this was a, a new story. Jade Hurley, yes. Who I didn't know, but he was a musician on a daytime show, I think like on the Mike Walsh show, so or, like the Mike yeah. Walsh show, and the, the the story, and it's like a, it's a one sentence rise and fall career tragedy was uh, a few weeks back that um, his diamond studded costumes were stolen from the caravan in which he lives, oh. and it's just this, oh. it's just oh. such a terrible thing. Oh my god! I that's... think you just stabbed me in the kidney. I know it's such a horrible, horrible story. And that is the box cutters news. This is Marie Cardi, and you are listening to that fluffy white cloud of goodness, box cutters. <laughs> Stick it in the fire and eat it. <laughs> Misfits is a show from Channel Four in the UK that, uh, as John so accurately pointed out in the intro. Is uh, heroes meets skins? It's because a lot of the, the I've read some of the British press going. It would be too easy to dismiss it as just skins meets heroes. Well, well, that'd be accurate, wouldn't it? I mean, <laughs> it's actually more just skins with a tiny bit of heroes. I, I think when they say it would be easy to dismiss it, they mean we're not going to make our word quota if we just describe <laughs> it as skins meets it's heroes, because that's what you have here. You, you have uh, English young people who, uh, oh, sorry, British young youth. people. Youth. Yeah, British youth who are uh, over 18, but, uh, you know, it seems only just, uh, have uh, have been caught doing something uh, bad in the world, but not bad enough to end up in jail. They're given community service. And so they all come together in uh, community service, put on their orange jumpsuits and... Get hit by magic lightning and they all get powers. Yeah. That's pretty much it. There's, there's a storm comes. They get hit by magic lightning. Do you know where they are? I mean, if, if you say, look, Skins Beat Heroes, you're kind of going to know whether or not you want to watch Skins Beat Heroes for a start, aren't you? And if yeah. you do, this is a really good example of Skins Beat Heroes. It is, it is so much closer to Skins, though, I think, that it is effectively a, a teen drama, you know, which has some kind of superheroic power things in it. But you could probably take the powers out. It wouldn't massively affect the storyline. Uh, it... Uh it it would make some because I've seen it, I've seen four episodes mm-hmm. uh, of this. There are only four have gone to air so far, and it would make uh, episode four in particular quite difficult to, uh, to to go ahead with. Although I'm sure there there would be ways around it. Yeah. Uh, there's there really is not much more to say except that I find all the characters largely unlikable. But I really like the the premise and the and the way that it's well, this is the, like, the way that it's executed. Because I've talked before about hating the asshole character, and I actually found that all of these characters are assholes. Yeah, the, yeah unlike other shows we've looked at, I actually really? found yeah. I'm curious because I, yeah, I'm, I'm, I want to hear from you in one, one moment, Mr. Cropley. But I was going to say, unlike other shows we've found, though, I think the way this is done is incredibly well. I think it looks brilliant. I think it's really well directed. I think the acting is fantastic. It's just that they're all playing characters I largely want to die in a fire. And it's so weird for me going, I'm tempted to watch episode four, even though I hate all these people, just because the coming next on episode four ad looked quite appealing. And uh, 
and I'm curious to see what happens. But yeah, hate these people, really, really loathe them. But are you not? Are you not feeling the loathe? Definitely not for the runner. I, and I, I'm, I'm trying to think why, what, what he's done that puts you off him. Oh, maybe it's just he's in the show. Yeah, I mean the, the runner is actually largely bland. Because he's you bland. him up. I could have forgotten. Yeah, annoying by association. I yeah, think, actually, uh, I think you're right. That there's actually nothing wrong with the runner. It's just everyone else is so irritating. <laughs> and he's willing to put up forgotten. with with the other. The, uh, but there's seemingly, chick. but there is nothing. There is nothing. Not necessarily wrong with the runner. There is nothing with the runner other than he is a disgraced. Uh, so we should uh, point out there's these five characters, and you've got. Um, and also, I want to point out. Uh, we've been talking about yeah, different different representations of people on television, so this is wrong for me now, but boy, are these people ugly. This is the ugliest cast I have ever seen in a show. Everyone uniformly ugly. And good there's, on them. There's one chick who's the really hot one because she looks roughly normal. like that. <laughs> And in the world that Misfits takes place in, they're a supermodel. He is rushing to her head. But uh, <laughs> Britain has, a, Britain has a, a history of putting ugly young people on, on it television. It really does, doesn't it? Grange Hill. Yeah. You know? Zamo, the lead. They've got a not a very attractive given, one. You know. Well, you know, yeah, I lived there for four years. They were largely, yeah, you know, there were some very attractive peeps. I saw none on Misfits. They, 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 they'd come from Europe, though. <laughs> probably. Yeah. There is actually episode three. The um, uh, there's a probation guy. It turns up, and he looks quite normal. And that was a bit of a surprise for us. Go. That looks like a normal human being. What's he doing in this show? <laughs> but you've got. Um, You've got the, there's a, a a chick who thinks she's all that. She's, um, actually, no, that, that, she's that, a, that's she, a chav. Yeah, that's yeah, a chav. There's a chav who who the very first line she said, Chris, my partner, and I turned to each other and said, "What is that accent?" And the next line is from the characters going, "What is that accent?" <laughs> so it wasn't just us. There's a there's a, a black chick who thinks she's really hot. There's the runner who's been shamed. There's a freaky kid who's virtually the only one I actually find any particular empathy for. I actually find him, I find him interesting probably because we don't know anything. about about him. He's the only character we don't know anything about, so therefore I'm kind of more intrigued by him than anyone else. And his wardrobe is so... It's just... He has a massively expensive haircut to show that he's a geek. Like, it's all those haircuts that you would spend a fortune getting, yet it's meant like he just somehow went out and got a bowl haircut. Um, anyway, but and but the, he also, he, he dresses the, in, in such a way that he just keeps on reminding me of Ian Curtis, Joy Division. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's, like, he's like a slightly, slightly fatter Ian Curtis. With yeah. a bowl haircut. Only because Ian Curtis was so ridiculously thin. And, and he looks like he's about to hang himself. And the fifth character, moment. the one that I want to punch in the face every time he appears, this Irish smart-ass character who is just loathsome. You just want to set him on fire. Mm-hmm. And and from reading the uh, the English reviews, they find that character charming. Really? What? Apparently that is, because we were saying the other day, this asshole English character, which turns up time and time again in English programming, and just off the top of my head, when we did, uh, I want to say Ned and Stacey, even though I'm not sure that's what Gavin, it was called. Gavin and Stacey. Gavin and Stacey. Um, there was uh, uh, the um, Attachments, I think it was called, the uh, the internet English drama, which everyone has obviously forgotten for good reason. Um, Queer as Folk, the original Queer as Folk. There's always these asshole characters. The English go, oh, they're such mavericks. They don't care what people think. It's like, because they're Really? Jerks. So he's, he's an audience favourite. Yeah, they love him. They think he's hilarious. He looks like he's... Oh. Well, he, he does get the funny lines, but he looks like he's... But they're he's not funny lines. They're just attacking. The, he's just a nasty bitch. He's, really. he's like all those cock English backpackers he, or Irish backpackers who come to Australia and think they really are God's gift mm. to travelling the world and uh, and no, just serve me my drink. Yeah, and he's just obnoxious. It's actually quite... <laughs> he gets thrown out of his house by his mum in the first episode. We're going, good for her! Um, There's other thing too. That, that it, there is a murder mystery involved too in which these guys, uh, they didn't murder anyone but they're, they're so callous in their behaviour that we actually found we wanted them to get caught by episode three. Like we're going, please, someone lock them up. That is, that is really what we want to happen to these characters. 
So I don't know. I mean, it's 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 an interesting idea. It's quite well done. It's kind of clever to focus on these characters that you wouldn't normally focus on with this sort of stuff. I wish you'd say the powers too. It's like, yeah, one of them can turn invisible. One can read minds. They're all cheap ones. I find I find one of one the of the powers doesn't have any of these. The asshole hasn't worked out what his power He's is. He's got yet. the power of being an asshole. Yeah. He's got the power of annoying me, mm. uh, which is a very strong power because it can make me turn violent. Uh, I, the, the most interesting power I I found was with the uh, the, the attractive girl. Mm-hmm. Her power is is kind of a Twilight Zone irony power because when somebody touches her, they get all horny and want to rape on her. Yeah, although well, they don't remember it when they when they let go of her, which also indicates it might be her projecting herself into them rather than. Oh, that makes you. Oh, I'm just saying because because they have no memory of this instance. She actually has sex with two of them and they don't remember it afterwards. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's kind I just of mean a- she's not very good. But the... Uh, so is my understanding. Uh, w- one of the uh, interesting things, and if I... A tiny, tiny spoiler from uh, from episode four. When we first saw the, uh, the ugly, annoying Irish guy, uh, we kind of went, oh, right. Well, he's not Dexter Fletcher. It was, it was kind of like, well, when Dexter Fletcher is too old to play... Uh, an annoying loudmouth kid. Clearly, this is the next kid that you go to because he's got kind of the similar bone structure, uh, similar hairstyle, like Spike had in uh, uh, in Press Gang. Episode four, Dexter Fletcher plays his father. Ah, oh. and and we just went yes. That's quite good nice. casting. Uh, I, look, I just want to mention it too. Yes, it was Channel Four. It's actually E Four, which is like oh. the 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 very cheap. You know, it's like ABC Two. So one of the amazing things about this series again is how low budget it is. Well, it's, for that it's kind of very thing. few, very few locations. Uh, they still manage to get the story told, and a lot I of think- the the color grading and the camera work are, are very uh, reminiscent of Dare. What was the uh, Charlie Brooker zombie? Thing. Oh, dead set, dead, dead set. set. I mean, I think it looks great. Um, I think it looks really with good. A, with a, a bit little of, uh, bit of tilt shift, tilt in shift thrown in. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which <laughs> I've actually I've never seen that much tilt shift in anything that I've watched. There, also uh, didn't, you, should, didn't you watch Wallander? We should mention the location yeah, as well. That it's yeah. filmed on a um, housing commission in Thamesmead, which if you're a fan of Stanley Kubrick, you will of course recognise from A Clockwork Orange. Uh, and it's kind of interesting that that it's it's I, I I still don't know if that's deliberate. Have they deliberately chosen A Clockwork Orange? You know, site because it's about kind of youth out of control, gangs, and and it's you know quasi futuristic. It's a sort of science fiction because I, I don't know whether it's just deliberate or accidental. They've they've got this weird clockwork orange kind of you know homage. And so we, going we, on. we haven't really talked about the similarities to Skins, and I think uh, mm-hmm. the, the the very at, at its very basic level, every week one of the characters learns something about themselves. But, but it's not that each episode is about the different characters, which skins the first no. season at least was. No, but they do uh, they do kind of learn what it's like to be uh, young and poor in Britain. They're not learning much, though, are they? Because the first episode we were going, are they meant to be assholes? And they'll be redeemed, and maybe that makes them interesting. But then as it went on, I, I think that's actually deliberate, that they've set them as assholes, and they're not going to redeem them. That's actually what we're meant to be taking, that it's cutting-edge television that refuses to redeem these people, and... Oh, that would make me. So, but, you, but I mean, because you you you're not hating these people, are you? In, in the same way that I think Josh and I seem to have had. No, I don't think I am. So, so how, what, how do you uh, see them? I, how do you... I understand them as misunderstood youth, I guess. You know, mm-hmm. they they're doing community service, um, uh, but I, I they all seem to be products of their environment. Um, 
to an extent. And and so I think that's why the runner isn't as annoying as the others because he's just had a life of, of training uh, eight hours a day for since ever he can remember and then gets busted and, and now he's not a runner. Um, so he's kind of coming to terms with being out in the real world with all these uh, asbos and, and stuff. Um, being with with what? Asbos. Which I think is a antisocial, antisocial behaviour ordinance or something. I remember looking it up on Wikipedia after Doctor Who used it. Ah, yeah. Um, but it is—I don't know—it's because uh, it's funny. The runner I kind of forgot because I think he's just bland, maybe compared to the others, and maybe I disliked the others so much it had overshadowed the runner. But um, and but, I was—I was particularly taken in the second episode mm-hmm. with that side story. I can't think of her name, but the the one that isn't doing the community service who was at the community centre. Oh yeah, yeah, that was a that was a lovely story, yeah, but also very yeah, mean though how it treats her at the end it. though. It, it, how well, but how asshole boy reacts at the end was just you know he reacts like an asshole. But uh, but learned a little. But something. not at the end. End. Mm. He, he learns a little something at the end. That's a, that's another thing that I like about this. Uh, often in uh, in these sorts of shows, if uh, five people are struck by lightning and get special powers, five people are struck by lightning and get special powers, but. No, here, so many people are affected by the storm. So many people have been struck by lightning and they don't all get uh, special superpowers. Some turn evil, some uh, just... Some are a bit useless. Some become like a were-beagle. Yeah. uh, Actually, I also love the way the whole storm thing is like, you know, it's it's, it's a thing that starts the story. It's not the story. And I think they've done really well to go, it's happened. It's got repercussions, but it's not a story about let's find out what the storm is or what caused the storm. Like, yeah, it just happened. It's an event that happened. Flash forward could learn a thing or two from that. It probably could, yes. It just happened and started the plots. And that is kind of interesting. So, yeah, it is fascinating that I am tempted to watch more of it, even though I hate the characters so much that I don't want to watch anymore. I was a bit annoyed during the storm that they were were right next to some perfectly acceptable shelter. um, And they decided to run along the the block of whatever it was. Uh, getting almost wiped out by mini-sized hailstones and, and the like, and yeah, then struck that, by lightning. That shelter was probably full of syringes or something. Maybe they couldn't, you know. So the, the the guy that uh, had gone into the bathroom to, to mull up or, or whatever. Oh, he was even uglier. I, I'm so he pleased was. he was killed off the first yes. episode. He was hideous. He, he was. <laughs> Get these people off my table. <laughs> <laughs> They're just so ugly. That's Misfits. Uh, it is on E4. Uh, I'm sure you can find it on Channel BitTorrent. If you can still find things on Channel BitTorrent, these they're falling Mini like Nova. flies. Mini Nova, falling went. like flies. Mm. Misfits. Uh, it's it's worth a look. Hi, I'm really lucky to be the guest of these funny, gorgeous, sexy, hunky men. This is Jane Badler. You're listening to Box Cutters. We're sitting here in the uh, it's it's the Channel Seven boardroom. I've unplugged something <laughs> so that we can record this. Lord Seven is now dying I, in, in his own lung. And, uh, well, quite frankly, eh, that happens. But, I'm sorry, I'm sorry to Lord Seven, but we do have two of the geeks from Beauty and the Geek. Yes, write your letters now. Uh, Corin and Toby are here talking to us about their favourite ever geeky show. Mm. Can, yes. can we just say, um, if they do want to write, can you just forward them to us? Because mm. yes, I, sure. I don't want you guys to take the brunt of this. I mean, mm. we're the idiots, really. We're the ones that should be punished. Oh, yes, that's right. I don't even talk like this. I've got a fake accent. Right 
Write your letters, people. We're going to do a, a short review of The Prisoner. Mm, do you yes. remember that classic 1967, mm. 67 That's right. The, show the starring cult, Patrick McGowan? The cult series. I, I always loved it, yes. You always loved it. You only I just did. watched it the other day. I have. I, no, no, I have watched it I before. I introduced it to you. No, that's not true at all, sir. You forget yourself. Withdraw. My parents owned the box set, and I, I have to say I wasn't a huge fan, but, you know, I've warmed to it over the years, and I quite like it. Mm. I um I originally I went to the village it was filmed in, oh, yes. in Port Marion in Wales. I've been there twice. And um it was the second time I went, I got really interested in it because I went to the museum there and I thought this is quite an interesting show. How do you get out of that village? You don't. That's true. I never actually escaped. No, I tried to go by <laughs> boat, but then these big balloons, balloons yes. chase me down. Do we need to go over the plot line or no, what we've, happens? We've we've covered the prisoner on, on box cutters before oh. and then replayed that covering. Okay. So with, with more Oh, we're so commercial. So if uh, if listeners are not familiar with it, quite frankly, Wikipedia. they have themselves to blame. Mm. Yeah, Wikipedia. We're so commercial. We're doing something they've already done, but we're doing <laughs> it worse. What interested me was I found out earlier this year that they were um AMC was going to do a remake of the original prisoner series. Mm. And as always, being a, a skeptic of, of any kind of remake, I was just devastated when I found this out. Yes, that's right. No, I I agree. I, I I'm very wary. Mm, especially when the Americans remake it. So I watched I watched the first two episodes of the new series because it just came out on the was it the fifteenth of November? I'm, I'm actually perplexed about that. How did you do that? Um, I have a friend in the US who sent me a copy. No, no, I mean, like, how, how do you literally watch that show? I, I, oh, I, I thought I, you meant... I, I, I thought you were hinting at something there, Tony. No, no, I, I, I honestly can't do it. I, really? I really try, but then I just have this violent vomiting moment, and then yeah. I, I wake up somewhere, and much happier for it. I will say it was difficult. It was very difficult to view. It was. There it, were so many things I didn't like about it. Mm. Oh, yeah, it's very so much. Many. It's like seeing our childhood raped on screen. <laughs> uh, literally raped. I do apologise. Um, <laughs> I mean, like, who are you, Kyle Sanderlands? Toby, special. Okay, right. Well, in the prisoner, right? We, it's filmed in 1967. You have this kind of utopian, dystopian sort of view of society. It's a small holiday resort. It's very bright. It's very mm. colourful. Architecture is very odd. Um, and it, it, over the show, it really develops as a more of a prison for the mind than anything else, mm. uh, not a physical prison. Yeah, and I think it goes really well with the time, the, the era as well. I mean, in the 60s, there was a whole lot of paranoia about mm. the, the whole idea of Big Brother watching mm. and, um, you know, the, that it, it really fitted into that. And I, I think, I mean, the original paved the way for, for, for um, you know, series like Lost... Mm. Um, Truman Show, the movie. Yes, Truman Show, yes. Um, and that whole concept of... And that know. episode of The Simpsons. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God for that episode. Um, but, I mean, we, we compare it with the, um, the, the new one, the, the one starring uh, Ian McKellen, and that's, that's pretty much who it's starring. It's not starring anybody else. Jim, yeah. Jim. Yeah, yeah I don't that? even know his name. He James Jesus. James, James Kavir. I don't know. I can't even I don't know who he is. From the opening scene, they decide, like, no, don't get that whole, you know, prison of the mind thing. Let's put it in a concentration camp in the desert and make it a really undesirable place yeah. like a real prison and that's yeah. it it's thrown out the window so I, I think my original thought was when I saw it is the guy even looks like the dude from Prison Break oh yes that's um, right he yeah. looks like what's his name Dominic whatever the guy who plays Lincoln mm. and I honestly think there, it, there, all I could think when I was watching it is this is Prison Break it's the exact same kind of storyline you know it's I just didn't like it at all and, Prison Break with Ian McKellen yeah and then they introduced that that nurse is it a nurse the doctor that he's you know having mm. relations with or is about to have relations with yes and it was just so many parallels between the two mm. i didn't like it and i think the the whole village itself um really 
wasn't didn't appeal to me at all. I love the mm. quirkiness of that little Welsh town. That's right. Everything was so colourful, and yet it was it was sickly <coughs> sweet. It was it was so like bright and colourful. It was sinister, mm. and it, it kind of gave you that edginess there. But um, I mean, honestly, when I watch the American show, you've just got to say Ian McKellen's the real prisoner. He just woke up somewhere wearing his Magneto costume, and then he was found out he had to force to make this awful show. Yeah, and, and he couldn't escape. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. And this is what annoys me the most: is the show really revolves around him. Mm. And, you know, I, I, I mean, it's all about number two, not yes, number six. That's right. It, I find number two much more compelling in the US one, and for the wrong reasons. Number two on the series was played by a different actor each time. So it wasn't all about... And the, the actors had different approaches to number two. Some were scared of number one. Some were, you know, uh, very frivolous. Some were, you know, boisterous and just wanted to have fun with number six. Um, but in number two, it humanises him. It shows his family life. Yeah. It shows, you know, behind the scenes. And I don't want to see that. No. If he doesn't have a midget. No, no, he doesn't have he a doesn't midget have, butler. And the midget, for me, was a highlight. No midget butler. No, midget butler. Oh, no. insensitive, you see. But it's, Bastards. It's, the whole point is number two is meant to be a concept. Yeah, it's meant to be an idea. It's not meant to be it's uh, not an a individual person, person a character. Mm. Yeah. And I think that's where they really fell down, for me, with, mm. with, with the remake, is that they, they put far too much into number two. Oh, yes, very and the, much so. The story's all about... And Ian McClane's a wonderful actor, but he just he's the star of the show for me. That's right. Well, he is. He's, he's first in the credits as well, yeah. and rightly so, because he's the only actor among them. Mm. But, I mean, it, it's not about number two. It never was. Yeah. And, honestly, number six is just all over the place. I don't understand the... Um, what's the, who, is it, who is he? Jesus? Yeah, 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 Jesus. Jesus, Jesus is number six. Cavill. Weasel. See, James Caviezel. I mean, mm. I have to say, I wasn't a huge fan of Patrick McGowan in, in the original, just because his acting was somewhat erratic, and it was very hard to tell in The Prisoner the difference between poor production values and quirky sort of, you know, intentional, um, you know, tidbits they throw in there. Um, I'm not sure about the editing, but with Patrick McGowan in the original series, he'd be talking quietly, and then he'd start shouting erratically, <laughs> and then he'd talk quietly again. I loved it. And I was just kind of like, what's going on here? Yeah. Um, the, th- the thing is, this is this is my analogy. This is in a nutshell. It's like watching James Bond with Sean Connery versus Daniel Craig. Don't you think? I, th- I think so. You just can't beat the original. You can never be as good as the original. Especially if you're Sean Daniel Connery. Craig. And mm. that's the lesson, Daniel Craig, if you're listening. You can't beat us. Um, <laughs> beat you. Beat me. Yeah. Yeah. I hate you, Daniel Craig. I haven't seen the rest of the American series, but apparently it answers pretty much all the questions at the end in the final episode. And there's no... Why do they do that? Mm. It's, it's because Americans need to know. They need to be spoon-fed and they need to know they, they, that it's all wrapped up in a little package. That's, that's right. They may have well just had like Ian McKellen staring directly at the camera with a list and being like, OK, in the first episode, this happened and this is why, and just read them out. Mm. I mean, what the hell's the point anymore? I would just... I would say in one word, sum it up, crap. Yeah, don't don't watch it. If you find yourself in a room where you have to watch it, get out immediately or kill yourself. <laughs> it's awful. It's, it's, it is it's awful. horrible, and it just destroys that. I mean, if you've never seen the original, you may you may enjoy it. I think. I, I don't know. If you've seen Prison Break, you'd be like, "This is Prison Break." Yeah, so you probably will. You don't probably... ever watch any TV anywhere, and you may enjoy The Prisoner. <laughs> Probably because it's the first TV you've watched and you're like, oh, TV. Yeah. But for, not, not for any other reasons. No, but if you've seen any, if you've seen Prison Break, Lost, Truman Show. Mm. Um, Anything good. The original Prisoner, don't, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't bother. No. Wait, save, save, save some time. Even X-Men, you know, if you see what happened to Magneto at the end, you'd be devastated. Read a Poor book. Magneto. Read a book. Yeah, read a book. And I, I really like the idea, John, mm-hmm. that, uh, that we will do this as an ongoing series. People more, more from lunches television. for Channel 7. Yeah. So Channel 7 should just keep buying us lunch. Because I loved that steak. That was, yeah. It was cooked to perfection. It was very good. You guys got great. steak. 
I got steak. John got some seafood. I had some seafood thing. thing. It was good. It was yeah. very good. Well, you're not there, Brett. What? Oh, sorry, Brett. That was a correct meme, wasn't it? We got lunch and Brett didn't. Yeah. Oh, well, I'll buy you I didn't a, even hear it was on. I'll buy you a hamburger. Sometime. Anyway, <laughs> so. <laughs> oh, no, awkward. Awkward group situation. <laughs> So we'll, uh, I, I think we will try to get more television people talking about television shows where we rarely intervene. Mm. Also, well, it fills up a lot of content, which is quite nice. It's, it's great that way. And lunch. It's, oh, I do like lunch. If you were to go to a lunch, Brett, yes. what would you have? Like, uh, just... Just at, at a restaurant. If, 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 if a, a TV network was taking you out to selection. lunch... What would you? What would you? Oh, have? was that? Was that actually what you got? Where did they take you? Did you go to the Flower Drum? And that was Docklands. It um, was a, yeah, some uh, some seafood restaurant at Docklands. Uh, so the Fish Place or something. You know, P L A I C E. No, I, yeah. can't, I can't remember what it was called. Uh, maybe Sc- scale this upstairs from Metse, I think, or Mecca. No, upstairs from Mecca. Just because I I know the uh, the the name from the ads, uh, maybe the uh, the ah. Oh. Sales on the bay. No, no, but what <laughs> sales on the bay? I'd love that ad. So, what would you? What would you? What would you order? Ad. No, I want to know what you would order, not what restaurant you would go to. What oh, would you order? I might try pasta. It would depend on how. Oh yeah, they, was. they didn't have any pasta. Um, so steak, they didn't, I, steak, I would go. No, no, no. You said pasta. They didn't have any pasta. I'm pretty. I'm glad you didn't come. I had a pretty amazing steak the other night with a goat's cheese uh, sauce. Well, see, you don't need to go out for oh, yeah. steak. Has goat's cheese sauce ever been in a Channel 7 show? Huh? Uh-huh. Huh? <laughs> huh? <laughs> Any reality game shows that were nearly won by goat's cheese sauce? I don't think so. I think... Uh, he didn't win, did he? Or I did think... He? Have, we, have we said enough that we actually got something out of doing that segment? <laughs> have we declared that interest on enough? The, on the Outland Institute, when I played the bit there, I just said that we were suckling at the corporate teat. I thought that was enough. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. That's nice. I think snouts in the troughs more the... Uh, that is good. Yes. yeah, yeah. The feedback. Oh no, no, they they only had beef. They didn't have any pigs. Suckling at the teats uh, sounds a bit too, you know, the corporate cute thing. baby. <laughs> and I have to say, it did feel fairly awkward at the time. <laughs> Cut! That's the worst coma acting I've ever seen. Is it my imagination or is TV getting worse? Uh, this show ain't no good. That was so terrible. I think you gave me cancer. Oh, look out, Smithers! <laughs> I love this show. It's the magic in the studio that uh, you get to hear Josh Canal uh, I, I wish singing could, along with our I intros. wish you could be here during the ad breaks because we have so much fun. That's, they're not ad breaks. They're not during ad our bumpers during, during our intros. When we were kids and, and these were those sort of shows, oh, like, yeah, yeah. like, hey, hey, and then we come back going, oh, it's so <laughs> much fun during the... Wiping more, a tear. Wiping a tear more fun than anything that you might see at home. <laughs> You're just seeing a crap show. The stuff we do here is amazing. <laughs> you won't believe what Jackie McDonald... Ch- anyway. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so, the Comedy Channel had this thing last Thursday night called... Comedy Channel's biggest Thursday of comedy ever in the history of the Bible or other books. Or, you know, some kind of uh, amazing superlative yeah. description like that. It was uh, it Connected to religion? No. So, no. basically you, saying they haven't been very good up to this point. So yeah, but, but, <laughs> gonna pull out but this, this Thursday night... Watch out! Yeah. And uh, and as with any uh, you know special television event nights where they have five random episodes of different shows and try to sting- string them together, they had celebrities in the studio trying to string them together, talking about oh yeah I remember that episode. No so- no 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 no. Just kind of because they had uh, you could win a thousand dollars. 
you had to text in your name or text in this magic word or or something like that. And then they had the Nova FM Drive team doing segues between... Steady on. I know. Firepower. I know. So, that's kind of an idea that they had from the 1980s. The, the, what the, what the shows comedy. were they actually playing, though? Were they were they new shows or just old well, comedy one stuff? Of them, one of them was the Robot Chicken Star Wars special, okay. which I have seen, lots of people have seen, has been on television before, and is uh, not that new. Still very funny. But the Robot Chicken Boys were here recently, so I presume they must have had like a special intro filmed with them. You can suppose all you want. No? Nothing at all. No. So even though the Robot Chicken guys had been in, in Australia... No, no, no. There's no... No. Right. no. Uh, so so they, they had that, but they also had the pilot episode of a show called I Can't Believe It's Not Better. This is the show that Comedy Channel uh, essentially bought. Uh, it, it, was, it was the winning, it was the winning uh, pitch at the annual Spa Conference pitching competition where you go and pitch a, a, a comedy show and, uh, and then the Comedy Channel says, we like that idea, we'll take it on, thank you very much, and then you go into development hell. I, I have a smug feeling of schadenfreude coming up. Should I? Please, no, was it terrible? I'm assuming no, no, it was no, terrible. no. It wasn't. It, okay. it wasn't. It wasn't terrible. Who are the people behind? I can't believe it's not better. Uh, Sean Condon and uh, Bob Hibbert are the people who won the, uh, the the pitching competition. Amanda's brother and uh, Doctor Hibbert's son. Sure. But so, what was it? The show, right? So, so it was a. It, 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 it was a show about uh, making a sketch comedy show, and starred uh, Kitty Flanagan and Colin Lane, oh, and okay. uh, was was actually it was actually quite good. The, the thing is, though, it was a pilot. They don't have the series of the show, so what they were doing is showing the pilot of this show that they've uh, spent two years developing and, uh, and and going through hell to to get onto screen just to see what sort of numbers it would get. That's, that's not uncommon, though. That, that, I mean, that used to be quite common. Right. You've hit the nail on the head. It used to be quite common. In the same way that it used to be quite common, if you had a special night of television, you would get radio hosts <laughs> to string together the various episodes. It's not the way... Th- it's a really old-school way of, of doing things. I don't it's mind really that pilot thing, though. I'm actually... I'm, I'm, I'm in favour of that. I would actually like to say a return to that. We, we've talked before about the um, the Strange 70s thing the UK did, actually, I think for like 15 years. They used to do these series of one-off like comedy playhouses, which is where shows like Last of the Summer Wine and, um, and uh, We're in a Department Store, Here's My Vagina, and many <laughs> other great shows. Uh, yes, uh, and... Uh, and uh, 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 come back, Mrs. Noah, and come back, Mrs. Noah. They all came out, you know, comedy gold. They they all came out of these things. But the thing is, these at least, if you're going to make a pilot, show the pilot to someone. I hate the idea of these pilots that get made. Apparently, in Australia, we're always making pilots. We're hardly ever making television, and there's all these pilots that are piling up. Play them at least. You know, you can play them and and get and, and you never know whether. Um, I mean, this is what Being Human, which I, I absolutely loved. Being Human was played as a pilot on BBC Three had such an amazing reaction, they went to a series. They were never going to do that. It was just a one-off kind of screening, and it was only because of the reaction to that screening. And now season two is about to start. But, the, uh, but wouldn't it be easier, cheaper, quicker to, say, put the, uh, uh, put the pitch video that they had that, that won them the competition, put that on the Comedy Channel website, try and make it viral, mm-hmm. and... 
and get word of mouth that way Maybe. rather than but be, because the whole way that it, that people tune into television uh, is is through word of mouth these days. People go, ah, oh, I hear my name is Earl. Is a funny show. I will watch my name is Earl. I'll I'll put it in my uh, in in my recording list, or I'll make a note of it in the uh, in the guide. Uh, otherwise, people are just going to flick through flick through the channels and, but and in just theory, though, happen upon something. If if I can't believe it's not better, it was never going to go with series, and they've played that, and now you know we're discussing it, and our audience who'd never heard of it is hearing about it, and if they go and tell their friends. And then tomorrow on the bus. No, I mean, yeah, there's but at least they haven't seen it. No, but there's at least a thing that that, that you know, if if other reviewers are mentioning it, you know, I don't know if they are, but um, there is a possibility that, that show could then do something which wouldn't have had the chance to otherwise. It is a lot more uh, demographic surveying friendly uh, to do something that I've seen before, which is actually to send out invites to look online at a DRM'd uh, pilot. Mm-hmm. Of okay. it, uh, which was done with the uh, uh, cable comedy photographer. Just shoot me. No, uh, Shandon Pictures. Oh, oh Shandon okay. Pictures. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, uh, so it was DRM. You got to watch it once, and then there was a survey kind of thing after that. And surely that would be easier than getting some yeah, but audience lame ass sur- radio host audience <laughs> audience surveys studio. audience surveys are, are notoriously bad for actually telling you what people think because they're skewed to the ones that would actually go and fill in a survey. Well, yes, and uh, uh, and they're also you know people are answering based on what they think you want to hear rather than what they actually think, and uh, so. In in some situations, yes, that's that's fine. But when you've got a cable television product and people who have that, even if they're interested in watching that show, they're going to time shift it, perhaps. Maybe they're not home at Thursday night at 9 o'clock, so they're going to record an IQ. I have it uh, on authority that uh, Foxtel were not counting the IQ Pre-recorded well, figures. I, mean, I, of I that. don't and actually know. Yeah, I don't. I don't know how effective it is. But then also, I don't know who's watching Goblin Channel ever anyway. I'm never sure how they they judge success. And I suspect being cable channel, it may well be more to do with uh, attention gained than necessarily eyeballs on screen. Yeah, I, it's a it, it's a very strange way to to do things. I found it very old fashioned, mm-hmm. and I thought it, it's not really screaming. Comedy Channel is the the channel for the now generation, and it was only on once. Like yeah. they're not even giving it three times over a twenty four hour period. Not it? as far as I know. Sounds it's like just they, sounds like sounds like they've figured it's a bad idea now, and they just want to get out of the deal. Yeah, except it's a it's a lot better than uh, than say thirty seconds, which uh, which had a full series. Had a full series, uh, a lot better than pretty much. Anything the Comedy Channel has pr- produced up until now, just because it has uh, the the thought process that two people have gone into it, really tried to write something that meant something to them, mm-hmm. and uh, and uh, and had something behind it rather than just this artifice that something like Thirty Seconds had. Uh, yeah, I just uh, I, I just think Comedy Channel it's a little bit of crap TV. Gary Postman, I have a letter for you. No. Postman, postman, postman. JB Early writes, First, I really enjoy your podcast. Well, duh. 
Is, it's is, really good. Is JB softening us up with that, though? I think he is. Oh, dear. I think he is softening us up. Uh, he, to- he talks about how much work he goes through every week to download the episode because he only has dial-up. Uh, he's, uh, he's from somewhere in... Uh, Did you say JB? JB. So, do, do we know it's a man? No. Are you just assuming it's a man? I am. Good. Look at your heteronormative bias. I know. <laughs> I know. I don't even know what that means. Still. It's like... <laughs> now I'm going through. Well, I've just blown Josh's tiny mind. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Look wait, at mind there's... explosion. <laughs> there's, there's more that will, you'll have more names for me. Okay. Because I think I assumed it was a man. Yeah. Because... The letter talks about digging Aussie chicks. Okay. See, but then that makes me... Heteronormative. Right. It shows you a heteronormative it's, bias. It's the same thing again. You're just reinforcing it. That's right. what you're doing now. You're just reinforcing it, heteronormative bias. <laughs> right. Heteronormative. That's yeah. what you were saying. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. I thought you were talking about hair products. Yeah, yeah. That's when your hair product. No, nice. Heteronormative. <laughs> it's quite it, hard to say, but it looks good It in the takes your hair back to normal. <laughs> Anyway, so J- JB uh, butters us up with all, all of this stuff, and uh, and uh, you know, and, and talks about how how difficult it is to download with with dial up and blah blah blah. blah. Uh, apparently, in uh, in Virginia, which is uh, where JB is from, uh, still uh, still still all dial up. No, well, not all dial up. Clearly. No, I'm impressed that JB is listening in Virginia. Yeah, well, so am I. Good work. That said, mm. JB writes, J- JB. Non-genderly rights. <laughs> My point is to beg you to use your combined powers to get more Aussie TV series released on DVD, I'm guessing, in the US. Mm-hmm. So I can get them via Netflix, which you might not be shocked to learn is the only way I can watch anything. The entire facts will put you to sleep, so I accept that it is 99.99% true. I'm not complaining that uh, that so far, all I've got to see uh, is uh, Rain Shadow and McLeod's Daughters, Series 4. See, well, I was always amazed that McLeod's Daughters got released on DVD, because it was one of those shows, I think, who who really wants to sit back and re-watch the glory of McLeod's Daughters? It just doesn't strike me as a kind of show that would, would have any re-watching value. People that missed it the first time. I, I mean, yeah, it's me being snobbish, obviously, but I just think, yeah, yeah you know. Who wants to watch that? That said, I, I do own the entire second series of Secret Life of Us because I was living in the UK and the first series went to air on Channel 4 and the second series went to air on E4, which we didn't have and we wanted to watch uh, it. Ah, uh, right. Yeah. Bet you regretted that purchase. <laughs> I didn't regret it. Or I don't oh, I actually mean, no, remember. Second, second series was fine. Yeah. Second was series was all right. Was it the third and final? It's... Th- I know there were four. Everybody there were four except Dave Malman left. I think fourth was one that only three episodes got aired, wasn't it? And yeah, they, they, they janked it off. And, and that, that freaking that even chick that kept on whispering and not even channel even Channel Four, which had already moved it from Channel Four to E Four, was then playing it uh, by Series Three. They were playing it behind at a curtain, one, o- one o'clock in the morning, behind a curtain, behind a curtain. Yeah, that you could only see you if had you to paid peek through. Yeah, if you paid double your license yes. fee. Our new piggy curtain hour. So, but JB wants us to put more Australian content on DVD in America. Yes, so that uh, so that he can then get it through Netflix. Or sorry, so that he slash she. See, now it just sounds like a Netflix. There's, there's not there's not that much though 
even here, is there? I'm, I'm actually just, uh, I'm curious, because when I lived in, in Canada for a year, I was surprised how many Australian films you could get in the, in the, the, yeah, the video the, library. The problem is our lack of production. Well, that's, that's why I'm wondering how much yeah, would be available. I guess there's more comedy stuff well, and there's, in theory be released. And there's SBS stuff. There's uh, East West 101. Man. There's The Circuit. There's, uh, yeah, Red Area Nurse. Uh, basically, only things with Susie Porter in them. <laughs> <laughs> Which maybe JB will like. Did the surgeon ever come out on DVD? Yeah. No, unfortunately not. Still, number ninety six. We should push to get that released on DVD. In the oh US. yeah, yeah. Hey, you can get uh, all of Prisoner, can't you? I don't think all of Prisoner exists, does it? As wasn't in what, Prisoner Cell Block H. Yeah, it wasn't one of those shows that they deleted every third episode. They just out of spite, they, they, they would did. just go with a hammer and just smash away at the the one inch tapes, which back then were the size of a truck. They were, and they they were they, Steenberg or something. What were they called? Oh, Mary Steenbergen. Mary Steenbergen That's tapes, right. and they were made from fish. Yes. And yes. Ted Danson's and hair. And Ted Danson's hair. Which is why now he's bald. Pressed together <laughs> in the shape of a truck. No, That's a true story. Hair, it's true. It's true. <laughs> All it's, true. It's absolutely true. Uh, uh, JB finishes with, uh, I know there are other TV shows worth watching, and I want them. I think, c- considering that we've struggled a little bit to think of any. Well, I'm, I'm thinking it, it'd, be, it'd be more your kind of um, uh, heroes... Uh, we can be heroes. You, 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 I guess you'd be your chasers, your saffrons, that whole yeah, world. Yeah, there, of... there is a whole bunch of half-hour comedy that you can get. There, there is also uh, it's, uh, some uh, Australian drama that's available at the uh, ABC stores. I think the trick is going to be to convince some uh, some distributor in the US to release them as Region 1 DVDs. I imagine that um, Summer Heights High must be coming out in Region 1 since it was played on On HBO. HBO. Yeah, that's that's probably how. In, in which case, we can be heroes. Might also mm. be if, uh, if if there's a Chris Lilly thing going on. A DVD player still region locked in not, in it, other countries. They are not so much. I mean, you can unlock them. The problem in America though is more that people don't have televisions that can play PAL. Mm. I I thought that all televisions but now would no kill. all all TVs can play NTSC because we want to be able to watch Region uh, One things. Define TV in Region like, is One. That, is, does that include LCDs and plasmas? Well, that's and what I would have thought. I thought I would have thought LCDs and plasmas. I would have thought that would all be formats agnostic. I don't know, but I do know in America that has been a big issue. That that whereas we can all buy Region One DVDs and watch them without problem, they can't actually buy PAL DVDs. My my uh, heteronormative advice to you, JB, <laughs> is. Uh, is to yes, we do have a lot of power. That's true. I appreciate that you uh, that <laughs> that you realise that, but uh, you need to at least a tell us who the distributors of uh, the Australian content in the US are, uh, and who's putting out those McLeod's daughters' DVDs. Yeah, and and b and get in get in touch with them and talk about how much you love Australian television and can they get their hands on more? Because I can uh, I, I can pretty much guarantee you that. Uh, yeah, while Posey Graham Evans is loving the fact that her uh, her pockets are now lined with uh, fresh green crisp dollar bills, uh, there are other Australian producers out there who would also like to uh, to enter into that uh, very useful DVD market. Have they released Neighbours on DVD yet? Because you know, maybe that helped things for Ellendale. <laughs> <laughs> He's trying to eke out his living these days, you know. Brett, have you got anything to add to uh, Letters to Box Cutters? Uh, something from the blog? Something no, from the blog, really Adam? No, no, you don't? No. no. Okay, no. let's finish it. 
Brett Cropley, if you were the only person to have... Uh, <laughs> if you're the only person to have uh, bothered to look up what was on television this week and were going to watch just one thing, what would that one thing be? I did uh, uh, mention it's ahead of time uh, a few weeks ago. John Safran, The Lost Pilot, is on the ABC uh, this Friday, uh, the 11th of December, at 10.05pm. Oh, the dynamic time. This is the controversial one with the Ray... After more than a decade in the vaults, ABC TV will at last put to air John Safran's controversial expose of the media industry. It does sound an awful lot like they're patting themselves on the back for repressing this or suppressing (laughs) this episode for all those years. Yeah. 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 Hey, good good on for us for not letting the episode go to air because now we can make a special occasion of it in a time when people are just waiting for a rage. And also everybody, they're going, doesn't he look young? Doesn't he look young? I'm actually going to add one thing. If I was going to watch one thing. Because I just realised I'm sitting in this beautiful position where I can look out that window. Oh, up not Burke another Street. window! Not another window! But this window. one's a good window. I can see Parliament House. I can see the spires of the church behind it. There's a, a slate grey sky. If above it wasn't it. And as, as grey, you'd be able to beautiful. see the dandenongs up in the distance. Oh, no, but I like there. the grey. That's making even more, more. So, yeah, if I was going to watch one thing, it's the view out this window, which you can't see, Josh Canal, because you're on that side of the table. That view of the window is amazing. Thank you, window, and everything you bring to us. Oh, yeah, that's pretty nice. Hey, yeah. Uh. Oh, no, wait, 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 wait. If I was going to watch one thing... It, sorry, now that I've seen out the window. Yes. I've gone, it's nice. But you know the problem with that view? Storm chasers. You know with that the problem with that view what? that John has out the window, Brett? Too much religion. It's... <laughs> no. It's just, it's temporal. It's it's entirely dependent on time and weather. Yes. It's that's temporal in two special, ways. Because I have to embrace that moment now while I'm looking out the window. Right, but then, but then it's gone, right? And then you've got a whole week where you're looking at nothing. I would actually, I, I think this week might be the last episode of uh, of John Safran's race relations. It's episode ten. It doesn't say in the blurb on Ice TV uh, that it is the final one. Anyway, just fill your week with John is he, Safran. Is I, it, I think I think he's very good. Is the final episode where he gets crucified, or has that been on? In, in I don't know. Episode. I don't know. They didn't even give me a a preview tape before I had to interview him. What? Whoa, whoa, what? I just, I just, I just went off all the descriptions of the episodes he had from his radio show. What's going on with that? I think he has sex with a walrus at the final episode. Oh. Yeah. And eaten. That would actually make a lot more sense. Hey, um, when I cast my pod, it's with the box cutters in mind. Box cutters. Pod. Cast. Done. Pork is on the table, and uh, we've got a couple of bits of pork. I know that Brett, you've got you've, you've got a bit of pork that you were. Which uh... <laughs> pork? Oh, okay. You don't. I I do. I what that I'm in trouble. Brett's got a bit of pork. <laughs> uh, no, I said I got porked. Ah, oh, that's just weird. Gina DeCampo and Stuart Manning, who were uh, two contestants on I'm a Celebrity, get me out of here. Who, uh, in, we've never heard of. who we've never heard of. So that's the English series or the British TV series? The word celebrity is fascinating, isn't it? Isn't it? I, it this is an Australian story, but it is... Uh, but they're Australian. Uh, yeah, yeah, but it is, I, it is ITV. Uh, yeah. who, okay, who so, so the British one. They, uh, uh, they, was on caught, they caught, killed and ate a rat. 
in a risotto. But because it wasn't a rat that was purchased by uh, the production company for the purposes of the show, it was just a rat in the wild that they caught, slaughtered, and uh, and turned into food. Uh Charges are being uh, brought up against them on uh, animal cruelty. What? Against the individuals or against ITV? Uh, against the individuals. That's ridiculous. Uh, it, it is the first time that such charges... This is uh, from The Australian. It is the first time that such charges have been brought against the show in nine British series. Though the producers love nothing better than feeding contestants live insects and scaring the daylights out of them with snakes, spiders, and various reptiles. Animal rights campaigners have consistently condemned the program, but ITV says that it works closely with the RSPCA to ensure that its guidelines are followed. Killing and eating invertebrates is understood to be acceptable to the authorities in Australia. Sources close to the show said, Killing and eating animals that have not been bred for food is not acceptable. According to who? Uh, uh, the authorities, did you say? According to animal rights campaigners and sources close to the show. This story confuses well, me. Si- since when have animal rights campaigners actually been dictating what's right and wrong with the types of animals that are slaughtered for food? Uh, RSPCA has some very uh, strict rules. RSPCA, so RSPCA defense, is not uh, an animal rights organisation, is it? It is, it, it is the Royal Society for the Protection of Cruelty prevention, to Animals. Prevention, prevention of Cruelty, of cruelty to the, Animals. Yes, the cruelty. Prevention of Cruelty yeah. is probably the important part there. Yes, but that, prevention. That, but that's, that's kind of right. But I've never seen anyone standing up for rats before. That seems a really odd kind of, you know, rats are generally unpopular as far as animals go. Apart from the one in Charlotte's Web. Apart from that one, obviously. Mm. Templeton. Yeah. Hmm. Anyway, I just thought that was a weird story. And Ratatouille. Oh. <sighs> What yeah, a great film. But he's a CGI rat. That's different. Well, based on a true story, though. <laughs> <laughs> and that brings us to the end of Box Cutters episode 206. I want to thank uh, I, I want to thank Channel 7 for taking us out to lunch. I want to thank uh, Corin and Toby for uh, joining us and giving us that review of The Prisoner. I want to thank Joy FM. Joy 94.9. Sorry. Joy 94.9. If you say Joy FM, the crazy right-wing station in that other country writes angry letters. To, to We're whom? not saying it on to, Joy to, FM. To Joy. To but whom? they'll hear. They, they're, just, yeah, they're telepathic. They just know you said Joy FM. So they'll an angry email to They'll them. write the angry letters to, to, to Joy. Joy FM, even yeah. though I've said it. Even though you've said it. Somebody in your country said Joy FM. You're Joy 94.9. We like God. You're all going to burn. That's, so that, that's the standard one. So, so the the more I say, the more I talk about Joy ninety four point nine as being Joy FM. Yeah. The more time I'm wasting for these crazy nut bars. Yeah, but who then, think but it's then important. Joy ninety four point nine has to respond. And, why do they oh, have to respond? You know, and, oh, why, just, why don't they just have listeners? Why don't they just publish a book? Not the audience. <laughs> they could just publish a book of crazy letters from people from around the world who really don't know the difference. <laughs> Since when have Godbother has got the, the rights on Enjoy. happiness? I know. Anyway, to make John and his Christian friends happy, <laughs> thanks very much to Joy94.9 for giving us the uh, studio to use to record this podcast this week. It's been lovely. And an excellent view. Until next week, my name is Josh Canal. I'm John Richards. I continue to be Brett Cropley. Thanks for listening to Box Cutters. Catch us again next week, same bad time. Same bad channel. And hey, 
let's be careful out there. Boxcutters thanks 3RRR, whose studios we use to record this podcast pretty much each and every week. Find them on the web at rrr.org.au or 102.7 FM if you're in the Melbourne metro area. If you enjoyed this podcast, please go onto the iTunes Music Store or anywhere else you find us and leave a review. It will help other people find Boxcutters and then they can enjoy it too. Email us at hooray at boxcutters.net or via SMS on 0458 288 837. That's 0458 Cutter. Like the red and blue, isn't it? Hey, hey, Brett. Brett. Yes, Brett. If you were to be struck by lightning and could have a largely useless and annoying superpower, what would it be? Well, I like a couple of the ones. I, I like being able to the the being able to hear other people's thoughts uh, is is the ultimate prize in uh, in Highlander as. Uh, there can only be one. There can be only one. Yeah, telepathic after society you, wouldn't work for you. Is he, beheaded all the other immortals. Yeah, is he going to chop up our heads now? Hey, there is, there is actually a, there's a, a mind game thing, psychological test, which is which superpower would you prefer, flight or invisibility? Ah. So yeah, it's, 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 a, it's a question. Which would you prefer, invisibility or flight? Flight. Mr. I Mr. hate Cropley? transit. Cropley? Uh... Fast flight? Are we talking like Superman? Superman, space I guess it's Superman flight? type yeah, flight. I'm guessing. Yeah, that'd be awesome. So that's interesting. Yeah, I would have got invisibility, which apparently makes me a much, much worse person than you two are. Apparently, well, apparently what, there is actually a correct answer. Flight is actually. Um, well, shit, we could have told you that. It is the perverted one. uses you can. You can well, apparently, invisibility. Yeah, is meant to mean if, if you choose that, you you are a, a more you know, Kevin introspective Bacon kind of the Invisible Man. <laughs> no, no, it wasn't called that then, was it? Uh, no, it was. Uh, it was it, in the lab, and yeah, it was. It was meant to be a version of the Invisible Man, but they called it. He was it, uh, dirty. Oh, oh, they they called it. Hi, this is Pete Smith. You've been listening to or have just missed Box Cutters.